Keep God's word on your lips Meditate on it day and night Be careful to do what it says Then you will truly be successful Keep God's word on your lips Meditate on it day and night Be careful to do what it says Then you will truly be successful Hey everybody, welcome. It is day 64 of our 90 day challenge and the topic for today is the power to stay. The topic for today is the power to stay. <laughs> Lord help me. Acts the 16th chapter and the 25th verse and around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains became loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he threw his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell, trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer thought or brought them into this house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave, go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves and escort us out. The officers reported this to the magistrates. And when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. That ends our reading for today. And our topic again is the power to stay. One of my favorite preachers is Priscilla Shire. I love the way she tells the story. God has anointed her to make parables out of everyday life. And somehow the story always reveals something more beautiful about the scriptures. About seven or eight years ago, she preached a life-changing sermon, in my opinion. She was talking about the children of Israel crossing over the Red Sea and the importance of standing still, seeing the salvation of God, having no fear, and learning to rest in the power of God. Priscilla's words became flesh to me when she talked about an intern she used to travel with. On one occasion, her family and this intern departed from an airport that the intern had never been to. 
It was a large airport with five terminals, 25 gates each terminal. On some occasions, there was an A section at one gate and a B section at the same gate. So they had to depart from Terminal D, Gate 22A. The intern stood in one line. Priscilla and her family stood in another line. For some reason, Priscilla's line was faster, so she texted the intern, we will see you at Gate 22A. Minutes later, no intern. The plane begins to board, no intern. Now it was almost time to leave. The flight attendant calls the intern by name, but Priscilla is confused. The gate was only minutes away from where they checked in. What had happened to this intern? At the last second, the intern ran into the plane, looking flustered and disoriented. The intern explained that she saw the text, 22A, but she thought Priscilla meant Terminal A, Gate 22. So she left Terminal D, took a train around the entire airport, only to realize that when she got there, she was in the wrong place. So she got back on the train, traveled around the entire airport again, just to arrive back to the place she was in in the first place. Priscilla's husband looked at the intern and said, you know, you could have saved yourself so much trouble if you had simply believed that the words I wrote is what I meant. Had the intern followed the clear instructions instead of rationalizing herself into a frenzy, she would have avoided so much stress. How many of us have been that intern? We are too smart for our own good sometimes. How many of us have been that intern? We think God needs our help to translate what he said, but he said what he said and he meant it how you read it. Often, I have been guilty of reading his word but forming my own opinion about what it means. And God is saying to us today, just take me at my word. What God wrote is what God meant. In our text today, we read about Paul and Silas's horrific experience in prison. What we must remember is that Paul and Silas were not in prison because of something they did wrong. Paul and Silas were in prison because of something they did right. They were penalized by the world for obeying God. Their story proves to me that sometimes, oftentimes, obedience is not convenient. This story reminds me that some of us will suffer for the name of Jesus Christ and suffering is a part of the resume. Their story also reminds me that God will take care of me even when others take advantage of me. Around midnight, Paul and Silas started praying in the prison. Why? Because prayer was their reflex. They did not wait to pray when they got into prison. Prior to this moment, they were on their way to prayer. So prayer was who they were. I think many of us can learn something from Paul and Silas. Instead of worshiping your prison, tell your prison who your God is. If you prayed pre-prison, then don't stop praying in your present prison. And the God who hears your prayers is faithful and just to send an earthquake to get the attention of those who did you wrong. But this earthquake wasn't an anomaly. The place where Paul and Silas found themselves was a place where earthquakes were as frequent as, say, Los Angeles. What was abnormal, however, was the fact that the foundation of the prison doors shook so violently that everyone's bands were loosed. The prisoners heard Paul and Silas praying and everyone got free. Why? Because praise has the power to break chains off of people who didn't ask to be free. <laughs> Paul's prayers were so potent that people who deserve to be in prison were freed. I wonder what your prayers might do to free others who are in your vicinity. 
I wonder if they don't need to come to your church to hear your favorite preacher. Maybe they just need to hear your prayers and the God who sent an earthquake to Paul and Silas can send a change to those in chains around you. Now, listen, if I were Paul or Silas and the earthquake came and freed me from my chains, I would have immediately left that prison. But the Bible said they stayed. Paul and Silas could have escaped. After all, the prison guard who was supposed to be watching them was asleep on the job. Now, how you could sleep through a whole earthquake is another sermon for another day. But Paul and Silas stayed. Why? Because purpose gives you the power to stay even when you have permission to leave. Most of us stopped reading after the earthquake. But what we learned today was that the prison guard needed Jesus. And because Paul and Silas stayed, a whole family got saved. Because they stayed, a whole generation of people came to know the Lord. I wonder what God will bless because you stayed. Even though you had permission to leave, even though you would have been justified in your departure, I wonder if God is using this word to challenge you to stay. No, do not stay in abusive situations. No, do not stay in seasons and moments that harm you, but stay even when the butterflies go away. Stay even when it would be much easier for you to run. You're used to running. But what if God needs you to stay because there's a blessing in your stay? Worshippers are not runners. We stay. We do not look for the fire escape when the thing gets tough, the going gets tough and the road gets rough. We stay. And I believe God is calling each of us to lean into the power of God who doesn't just help us to leave, but also helps us to stay. In the Garden of Gethsemane, I'm sure Jesus felt like turning in the opposite direction of persecution, but he stayed. He was clear about the prophets and what they had prophesied. So he stayed. Jesus proves to us that sometimes in order to do the will of the father, we have to let go of the will of the child. In order to do the will of the father, we must abandon the will of the child. In order to do the will of the father, we must abandon the will of the child. Even though it is difficult, I want you to know God is going to bless your stay. So stay. Today, our worship work is to get clarity about purpose. Consider that God may be calling you to stay even though the temptation is to walk away. What is God asking you to stay in for his glory? Will you put that in this atmosphere? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Real simple song. I want to teach it to you tonight. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my life salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. I will wait on you. You, yes. I will trust. Lord, say, I will trust in you. Y'all help me. The Lord is my light. Everybody sing. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? You say it. Whom shall I be afraid? No, no. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? No, no. Whom shall I fear? 
Before every miracle in the world, a great sound. 